Welcome to the Center Bench Sports Podcast, where four washed-up athletes now sit around and scrutinize sports. Starting at Center Bench, you have Mikey, Luke, Peo, and myself, Luca. Boys, what's going on? What's happening? Peo, I have a question for you. Oh, right off the bat. <laughs> so last night there was a lot going on, and I'm curious <laughs> where your priorities are at because... <laughs> Okay, I guess first off, most important, we had the NCAA National Football Championship. Yes. We had the Raptors play Portland. Good battle there. But then we also had the Bachelor, which just resumed a couple of weeks ago. And is Interesting. Now so I'm is that why he went ghost? Yeah, no, nowhere to be found in the group chat. I don't think he didn't really talk about the football game much. In and out, just in and out. Yeah, curious, yeah. What was what was your like the cadence of your night? Like, what was your priorities at? Full transparency. The game didn't start till like eight twenty, like kickoff. Yeah. So I had the bachelor on until then. <laughs> and then once the game once the game started, like full disclosure, I watched the game. Like I did not go yeah. I didn't go back to the bachelor. However, I did fall asleep af- at half. That's what I thought. I thought he was like once halftime came, I think it was like close to ten o'clock, I was out. As soon <laughs> so as I the bachelor see- ended it. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that timing works out. <laughs> but yeah, I did I did not watch the second half and I did not watch the bachelor well, thank over the God football you game. It was a no. shit show if you were uh, Yeah. No. I, I guess just in terms of hot takes. Or, or side bets who do you have winning the bachelor man honestly like because I, I only watched the first episode if i had it maybe comes down to two or three i think the names are one is brie yeah um we thought she was gonna get the first impression yeah, was, yeah. and then there, there's that other one that we said to fuck what was her name the deaf one no, I don't think the deaf <laughs> one's gonna win. Oh man, it's bothering me. What, fuck, what was her name that we both Abigail? said? Like, no, that's deaf. No, R- Rachel. Yeah, is it Rachel the brunette? I think, I think so. Okay, uh, before we lose our whole audience, yeah, no, that's what I'm about to say. I'd rather Can't watch the Bachelor. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. Th- those are those are mine. Although I know you like the the Canadian from Laurier. I like the Canadian from Laurier, Serena Pitt. If she's li- if she's li- <laughs> if she's listening, I love you. But I think the bottom line here is that Kit is the goat. I love you, Kit. If you see this, I'm your biggest fan. You're no, hilarious. No one's gonna see this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, should we get into sports? Yeah. It's- All right, everyone, so we're introducing a new segment this week. We're super excited to present you with Guess That Player. Essentially, the rules of the game are we've all picked a player in our head, and we have some interesting facts about them, whether personal or professional, and we're all going to start naming out those facts until one of the three of us gets that point. Whoever gets the most points at the end, once we've all gone through our players, wins the round. And just a question. These can be form, former athletes as well? Could be former athletes, okay, yeah. Great. We're going to do relatively well-known players. I have a dark horse. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to give you a free hint, and it's gonna, it's an uh, NHL player or former NHL player. So hint one. He played for four different teams in his career. The Oilers, the Coyotes, the Pens, and the Canadians. Uh, hint number two. After his career, he focused on politics and became a deputy leader. George Rock. Correct. Oh, <laughs> one point, Matt. One point. Yeah, look at my notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mikey, do you want right. to go? Plays in the NHL currently. He has played for the team that drafted him his entire 16-year career. He has won multiple Selkie trophies as the league's best defensive forward. Bergeron. Yeah. Pale is on fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs> you should go on NHL Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
Go ahead, Pale. Fuck, let yeah. somebody else win. Let's yeah. go. Mine's also hockey. Sakes, I'm not going to get any points here. <laughs> I'll I know. Say, I'll say former NHL player. So I'll start a little bit more difficult. So he's over 1,000 points. Played for the same team that drafted him his whole career. Has won a Hart and an Art Ross trophy in the same year. And that was in 2010. 20, uh, 2011 Stanley Cup finalist. I don't know which fucking brother. Daniel Sedin? Not Dan. Henrik Sedin! He committed! He committed the robbery. Wow. Those fucking twins. Once you said 2011, I'm like, it's Vancouver. Yeah. And then I didn't know which brother to guess. Those were right. I think Daniel won the rocket, no? I don't know. I don't know. I can never tell those two brothers. They look identical. Yeah. So creepy. Why don't we carry the total points? Um, every week. So so far, Pale has one point. Mikey has two. one point. Yeah, he has two. Oh, he has two. Pale has yeah. two points, and I have one point. And then we'll do a running total. All right. This player is a former NFL player. They were born in the state of Mississippi. They're the only player to throw for over 70,000 yards, 500 touchdowns, 300 interceptions. Brett Favre. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's Mikey's on the boards, uh, and I'm at zero. <laughs> <laughs> so Peo two points, Mikey one point, and me one point. Um, we'll go. We'll bring this back next week or the week after, and we'll continue running the point totals. boys the nfl wildcard wrapped up on the weekend and i'm looking directly at you luke i think uh you have a lot to say about <laughs> sunday night's game so let's just flip it off to you right off the bat um steelers versus browns 48 37 browns the over the total over was just outstanding in this game uh browns quick note first play- playoff win since 1994 I'll take it to you, Luke. What's, Luke, uh, what's Luke, going on? Uh, before Luke jumps in, just I hope I do get my recognition being the <laughs> only right. one to take the Browns. Being as I told Luke when they Steelers were eleven and zero, I said they will not win a playoff game. Th- this is actually like you guys think it's a joke, but it's not. It's very difficult for me to talk about. I I, f- I felt dead inside the entire week. Didn't take very long in that game for me to start getting upset. So I guess. Obviously, everyone's aware of the first snap of the game. Pouncey snaps it over Ben's head. My initial thoughts are, well, this isn't good given all that we've talked about on this podcast and the Steelers needing to get out to a, a fast start. But at that point, I still had faith and confidence. And if anything, I thought that maybe that was the kick in the butt that the Steelers needed to, to get them going in the game. But boy, was I wrong. And um, That was the worst first half of football and i've seen a lot of them this year but the worst first half of football i've, I've ever seen a team play never mind the steelers uh it, it was just awful to watch it was like uh, ben is gonna get a lot of blame as he should he played horribly through four interceptions but they were bad on all sides of the ball they were bad on the sidelines with their coaching um i think inevitably things are gonna change in the offseason based on the their salary cap situation and based on them having 21 undre- unrestricted free agents. So I think there's going to be a culture reset regardless, um, but there definitely needs to be one, especially after performance like that. And then not to mention the last 
performance prior to that was against Jacksonville in the playoffs in 2017 when they also got blown out. Similar situation, five interceptions from Ben. Um, so I, I was gut-wrenched. Like I said, it's it's tough for me to talk about. I haven't talked to anybody about the game. My mom tried to, and I snapped on her. For the record, uh, he would, for the art audience, he went ghost for, what, 24 hours after the game? Yeah, I, well, I, I turned my phone off before the game, before that even started, and then I turned it back on in the morning. Um, I had my Twitter up on my computer just so I could read, like, any injuries or whatever, but um, I, I was ghost, and, yeah, for good reason. Should we really be surprised, though, that that's what happened? Like we're talking as if like oh, yeah, I, I think cannot so. believe. Yeah, this I was happened. surprised. Like, I, I did not expect when, the Steelers when, to get blown out. When has that ever happened? Like that? When Ben has thrown four interceptions in a game, and the first snap of the game is he, over he also the quarterback's threw, head. Though. I wouldn't blame. Yards, I think. Just right? don't think the Steelers were that good enough. Like yeah. just going back from the whole season, the way they're playing the Cowboys, the way they're playing Washington, the way they're playing a third string practice squad Baltimore team, it just didn't seem like we had any reason to believe in the Steelers. But shouldn't we have believed in the Steelers based on the fact that they smoked them the first game and the second game they could have or should have won with Mason Rudolph at quarterback? Couldn't you say that that's part of an element of surprise in the game? I I think more of the element of surprise was that just historically speaking, Steelers have always dominated Cleveland. But the way that Steelers have been playing after during their 11-0 run... Like, this wasn't a team that was going far in the playoffs. Do you bring back Ben next season? The only way... I don't is if I need to sign somebody that I think is going to be big for the Steelers long term that I really need on my team um, that I need to sign and I can't because of Ben's money then then that's the situation Um, but having said that I'm not sure there is a scenario where there's a player on the roster that can't be compromised Um, I would also like just selfishly like to see Ben go out in a better way than he did not even necessarily with the game result but more more so with the fans like he's given a lot to that city um i think he deserves a better road show than that but um i'm i see both sides as a fan yeah i'd like to see him back um but at the end of the day i think it might be better for the, the team in the long term to to let him go all right boys uh in other news in the nfl did you guys hear about watson and he and the texans are having trouble where do you guys think Watson and the Texans go from here? Mikey, I want to hear your thoughts on this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at first, I I don't like how the the Texans uh, said they would include him in the GM search, and then they didn't, because I think it's none of his business who who the owner hires to be his boss's boss. Um, I don't like that. I don't think it's it's not something that he should be involved in. I don't think they should have told him that. That was wrong, telling him and then not including him. But I just don't like that he thinks he's entitled enough that I'm the star quarterback here. I'm going to also decide who the GM is. Pretty much the same as what Mikey said, like kind of echo everything, nailed everything there. Yeah. I, and I said in the group chat, I said they, they're at fault because you're, you have to do what you say you're going to do. That's like rule number yeah. one, in my opinion. But the reason I think they may have included him in that is because he wasn't happy in the first place because mm-hmm. of some of the decisions that were made with Bill O'Brien and trading away his number one star receiver. Yeah, I think that so I amazing. feel like their relationship was already on the fence. So in order to reassure him and bring him in a little bit more, they're like, oh, we'll involve you. And then they just made a, a big mistake in not including him in that decision and maybe thinking he wouldn't even care, but obviously he did care. Yeah. Where, where do you think, you know, where do they go from here now? There's a similar situation with uh, Carson Palmer when he was with the Bengals. Him and the owner got into a dispute 
and he stuck to his word. He said, I'm not playing for this franchise again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and September, October came, and, and he was a no-show, and he forced their hand. He was a big enough uh, star that there was a market for him elsewhere, and they ended up trading him. Um, I don't know how, Watt, how pissed off Watson is, but if he is that pissed off, then that's your route to do. Mm-hmm. And if you think if he says he's done with this organization, I think then he does get traded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah usually the player in these situations, especially with like a full move, uh, no-move clause and everything, they usually get what they want. Yeah. Um, so he kind of controls his own destiny too. It's not like they can just trade him anywhere. Um, so if you think like obviously the hot team out there now is Miami with like Tua and potentially a draft pick. Um, but I wouldn't even count out New England. Yeah. Um, that seems like a pretty good destination for Watson to play in a Bill Belichick offense. So those are two teams that I have my eye on. If you're if you're Miami, do do that. Like it's it's looking that it's going to cost Tua a first, the 18th overall, which is another first this year, and next year's first. So, <sighs> which two I and think two firsts, three firsts, three firsts, and one of them's a third overall. If it was just Watson in the third overall, I'd probably do it. But just because, like, Watson's a top five quarterback. He's a top five quarterback. He's going for probably. And Miami's there. Like, I think they they, might need a receiver. Yeah, they they would need to sign a receiver is what I I was going to say. Or even draft a receiver. There's tons of them coming up. I I know. I I said it in the group chat. I think that Miami's a Super Bowl contender with with him on the team and with them signing another receiver alongside Devontae Parker. So I I guess the short answer is, yeah, I would. I don't know, but do you think the package, let's say Watson versus the package of Tua, a stud left tackle, a stud wide receiver, and maybe somebody on the defensive side of ball or another tackle or another offensive line? Like, I think they have Tua, the third overall, then 18. Like, they can, yeah, I they have Tua a lot needs of. to grow. I don't think, you know, he goes to the Texans. I don't think he's going to do much there with all the first yeah. round. I know. I think if you're the Dolphins, you have to really think, like, do you believe in Tua? And if the answer is yes, then I, I would pass, pass on Watson. Yeah. If, it, if the package is three first-rounders well, and Watson's him. Watson's young, too, so it's like, do you really think Watson can do it? It depends on how far away you think Tua is, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, I guess true. in a similar situation to the Colts, the Dolphins are almost right, like in a win-now situation. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. once a lot of those players start coming off contract, then there, there yeah. goes their window. So if you think Tua is like two years away, then I'd say... I think, I think Miami thinks that, though, with the I, way that I don't they, know. I don't think Miami's like at the Colts stage. No. I think, like I think, I think they're, they're a couple years a behind, behind them. them. Mm-hmm. Just behind them. You're yeah. right. But so, I, I, just, I think Miami thinks that Tua is not ready mm-hmm. because, you know... We talked about it before. It's this fourth quarter. Oh, Tua only has $98, uh, $98 yards. Um, put in Fitzpatrick, right? I don't think if you are if you have a franchise quarterback, you're good. Yeah. No matter how, how bad your quarterback is or quarterback struggling at that moment, you're going to ride him out, right? Yeah. So I don't think. And my, fa- my favorite destination, destination is the 49ers. Hmm. I think well, like with him, it would probably be the number twelve, number forty-three, and two more firsts for the next two years after that, mm-hmm. and Jimmy G. Uh, but like to me, that is a just situation where like San Francisco is in win now mode, yeah, um, and that just puts them over the edge. They have all the pieces together, including if the head coach. <laughs> what about, what about they, the yeah. Colts? They're not going to train me in the division, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 Division rivals. I guess at this point, it's all speculation, so we'll wait to see yeah. how it shakes out. Let's uh, go forward and let's talk about the NFL divisional round. And uh, I want to hear you guys' predictions. We have the Packers 
and the Rams. Then we have the Saints and the Buccaneers. And then the AFC, we have the Chiefs and the Browns and the Bills and the Ravens. Okay, so let's start with the Packers and the Rams. What do you guys think about uh, this matchup here? This one is intriguing, um, but I liked Mikey's point before about Aaron Donald. I don't know what his percentage chance of playing is for next week. Um, they, they're a little bit banged up. Um, I think it might be a close game because of how good the Rams' defense is, but I'm still taking Green Bay. Yeah, I know. I'm on Green Bay as well. Um, I like even Green Bay my seven. Um, I think they're a little bit banged up, the Rams, uh, on both sides of the ball. And I think the Green Bay defense is underrated. I think they can shut down uh, L.A. And then, um, I don't know, Rodgers has shown he's pretty much unstoppable this year. Um, I think the Rams can stop him better than a lot of teams have, but they they just can't put the cap on him. I think he's going to be let loose too. And I I like the Packers, and I even like him minus seven. Yeah, I like the Packers as well for the points you guys stated, obviously because of the injuries on both sides of the ball that the Rams are facing, and no one has seemed to have an answer for um, slowing down Devontae Adams. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with Green Bay. I'm riding with the Rams, baby. It's my hot take of the week a couple of weeks ago. I hate the Packers. Um, it's a I solid would, reason to pick the Rams. Yeah, <laughs> no, just I, I, I want the Rams to beat the the Packers, and, and for that reason, that reason only, <laughs> I am going with the Rams. If I was a betting man, though, I would even take Rams covering the spread. I'm not saying that they're going to win. If I was if I was betting on this game, I probably will. I would I would take Rams covering plus seven. Yeah, I know. I think uh, this is the game I'm almost most intrigued about. Same. I think it's best on best, and as a sports fan, you love to see that. I think. You guys mentioned this as the most intriguing game, but the other game in the NFC might be for me the Bucks at the Saints. Who do you guys have? I have the Saints, and I, I'm confident yeah, in the Saints. Saints. Um, I I picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl, and I'm I'm riding with the Saints. It's going to be the battle of the old timers, Brady versus Breeze. But um, Saints defense is deadly. I think that it was mentioned by Mikey this week. Uh, this week. Um, I think they're coming off. They're just coming off strong at the right time. They got a couple injuries back with Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah, I'm firing off with the Saints. I'm going uh, Tampa Bay in this one. Nice. <laughs> I think it's going to be a, a tight game, as you guys have said. Um, the reason why, like, not the main reason, but one of the reasons why, like Tampa Bay is, um, it's hard to beat a team three times in a year, right? Like the Saints. Yeah dominated the last time they met they won the first game of the season and obviously when you have tom brady facing on the other side um he's going to come highly motivated obviously he doesn't need any extra motivation this time of year but i think that's something where brady just kind of takes things into his own hands and tries to will this team to a victory um leonard fournette had a great game running the ball where um even though without uh ronald jones um so they still had a run presence there um yeah, I'm going with Tampa Bay. When I was watching watching the Tampa-Washington game last week, I was thinking if a team had a defense this good that could put up a lot of points on Tampa Bay, exactly. they could beat them easily. And it, to me, I think that team is the Saints. They have a very good defense with a good pass rush. And I also think they have a better coach in, in Sean Payton. Uh, so for that reason, I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, no, for a lot of the same reasons I said before, I'm on the Saints. 
Uh, let's go to the AFC division, and let's start off with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Browns. According to Claypool, the Browns are going to get their ass kicked in this game, and I have to agree here. I think KC just demolishes the Browns. I don't think they have a chance in hell beating Patrick Mahomes, um, stopping Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think Baker has it in to even beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs all the way for this one. Boys, what do you think? Um, I'm going Kansas City as well. Um, I don't have the confidence, uh, even though Browns put up some points against the Steelers, I don't have the confidence that Baker Mayfield can run into a outscoring Patrick Mahomes in their offense. Um, Cleveland's defense, uh, again, it's always a question mark as well, too. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Kansas City. I think if Cleveland wins this game, it might be the the greatest victory in any Cleveland sport in the past 30 years, wow. even outside of the Cavaliers winning the championship. Um, going in and, and beating Kansas City, who everyone has at the start of the year as a repeat Super Bowl champion. Do I think they're going to do it? No. I think the story of the year for Cleveland has been inconsistency, so I don't see them coming out strong back-to-back weeks and beating a team like Kansas City with all that firepower. Yeah, no. For a lot of the reasons, same reasons, I'm on Kansas City as well. Um, all right, our last matchup for the divisional round, it's the Bills against the Ravens. Um, let's flip it to Pale. What do you think? Um, pro- another tight one as well. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Um, just because Josh Allen, obviously, um, when it comes to the offense of Buffalo, um, they haven't slowed down in any of these games. They can do it. Although the run game has been struggling, it seems like they don't really need a running back because Josh Allen is probably their best rusher. Um, and I could just see him outplaying uh, Lamar Jackson, so I'm going with Buffalo. For this game, and it really pains me to say this, and I hope I'm wrong, but I actually have the Ravens as wow. the upset of, of the week. And I re- I'll say it again. I really hope I'm wrong. I think, number one, because I hate the Ravens, and number two, now that Pittsburgh's out, Buffalo is the team I want to root for. Um, but when I look at what the Colts did against the Bills um, this past week, yes, give the Bills credit for the win, but the Colts did play a good game. They ran 163 yards against the Bills. And then obviously we know the story about the Ravens' run uh, offense that can combat that. Um, and then also Bills have the 17th-ranked run defense um, in the NFL this year. So kind of weak on, on the running side of the ball, which is the Ravens' strength. So I think it's kind of a bad matchup for Buffalo here in getting the Ravens. They probably would have preferred the Steelers in this case. So unfortunately, uh, I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah. No, I, I, re- I really want to take Buffalo. Um, they're the team I've sort of been rooting for. I said it from the start of the playoffs. I think it's them in Green Bay in the finals. But a lot of the, I said that because I thought they would get the Steelers in the second round, and then they could beat KC. I hate this matchup for them. I think it's, I think this is the toughest team for them to beat. If they can beat this team, then I'm be confident they can beat KC. But I don't think they can. And I'm going to go with the Bills because I don't think uh, Ravens have it in them. I think the Bills do sell out and stop the run. And I don't. And you know, if, like you said, if if Lamar has to throw for three TDs, I don't think he will. Um, but if if he does, so be it. They advance, but in this case, I don't think that uh, Ravens will do it. I'm going to pick the Bills. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to pick the Ravens. Waking up too early, maybe we could sleep. Make you banana pancakes, pretend like it's the week. And it's called the Pancake Parlay. The bench will start off with a two-team parlay. 
and if we win the parlay, we stack another game to it each week, just like a pancake. After an absolute embarrassment last weekend, we have to do it again and pick three different games. We're not moving up this in this week. We have to stay at three. So, boys, let's get started. What's uh, everyone's favorite matchup here? My favorite one is Saints minus three. What so about, that's going to be tough. I know we're divided, but I was looking at alternate spreads. Yo, you were me. great with against <laughs> alternative spreads last week. Yeah. yeah, I hit it. You hit, you hit it. So what are your thoughts? I'm riding your wave, buddy. I was looking at two alternative spreads. Was One was Rams plus 10.5, which is 1.53 odds, and then Ravens plus 4.5. I, like, I do like that. I like the Rams 10.5. Mikey said he has Green Bay minus 7, but do you have them minus 10? Mm. And then I also had the Browns plus 10.5. But that one makes me a little bit more nervous. Yeah. Browns plus 10.5, those 1.8 odds, so it's almost... I mean, for that game, does Kansas City make the same mistakes as Steelers? I don't think... I think we discussed that prior. A couple of bad... Uh, snaps, poor decisions by Big Ben, and they're in it, and it's 48 points, and they covered it. Do, does Kansas City make the same mistakes? I doubt it. Yeah, but we're talking about Kansas City winning by 10 and a half, right? Like, I think that's well, a- I don't know. Is there anything that we can... We all think the Chiefs are going to win, so what if we do Chiefs by, like, seven? I was good on the total over and under last week. It went three for three on Saturday. I was thinking Green Bay money line, Bills plus seven. KC minus four and a half, but we can even put it a little bit higher. And Saints plus four. You have to be a little bit more do you, aggressive. Do you think Tampa Bay and New Orleans going to be a shootout? Because the no. the total points is fifty two. Wait, let's let's all like like we did last week. Let's all try and agree on mm-hmm. one. So we all took the Chiefs. So what are we comfortable with in betting the Chiefs? Chiefs by how many do you think we're, they're going to win? That we're comfortable I would say with? I would say who said seven. Yeah, six and a half. I would be comfortable doing that. Okay. Minus six and a half. Yeah, so one pancake is locked up. Do we think Bills and Ravens is... So I had Ravens plus four and a half. Like, you guys took the Bills, right? Do you think it's going to be... It's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. Plus four and a half is 1.5, which is decent in a parlay. Yeah. Would you think the Rams would cover anything? Well, on on the Packers game, we can agree on giving Rams the points. Like I ha- when I had Rams ten and a half is one point five. I I like that spread. Baltimore is seven and zero against the spread in the last seven games. Well, yeah. Do we think nice. Ravens is going to be a close game? Like, what about Ravens plus five or plus I mean, six? The total points is fifty. I think it's a little under. Well, that's what or I said. I said Ravens plus four and a half. Is or 1.5. Bucks Bucks plus. Yeah, I would do Bucks plus. What's like, Bucks plus seven? Is that something we like? Ravens plus four and a half against the Bills. Ravens got a really good defense. What about what's Ravens plus seven? It's 1.38. I say we lock that in. Yeah, lock that in. Well, I tossed out Rams plus ten and a half. No one wanted to bite. I would do that. I I guess. They're banged up, but their defense still played really well without Aaron. Yeah, ten and a half. That's another one. Yeah, Yeah. so Rams plus 11. I like the Ravens plus seven better than the Saints plus three. I'd rather Bucks plus seven and a half. Like I, I like that. I don't see like Saints. It's gonna be a close game. Winning by more than one score if they do. What is win. the odds on that? I think. Like Tampa Bay has like. Like they blew already once. Defense tools to beat anybody. And like mm-hmm. what Peo said, fucking three games. I'm comfortable with Bucks plus seven. Me too. I'm. I almost picked this as my upset. I think it's game. gonna be tight, but I think the Saints find a way to win. 
Like I don't see Brady just be like oh, a blowout and be like, okay, that's fine, and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I think he's coming down no matter. Like if you think about the recipe to cover the Bucks have, their defense is pretty good, and yes. they have a good offense to score yeah. points, right? Bench's picks are Rams plus eleven, Bills plus four, and the Chiefs minus six and a half. Ready to roll, baby. Let's go. The payout on twenty bucks is sixty-seven forty. Okay, so this week we're bringing back a fan favorite in the last name showdown, where Peo and I sit here and really make fun and laugh at, at Luca <laughs> and Mikey try and pronounce last names. So same as always, we're going to do five names. The first person to three names correct, or most correct, I should say, wins this <laughs> week. Uh, I think Luca won week one and Mikey won week two. Just wanted to say that I've been studying last names, and uh, I'm just you know looking over the I and the C's and the Viches and everything like that. Um, so Something tells me you're worse when you study. <laughs> Too much pressure. But I'm ready to fucking roll. I feel confident, and I think I'm going to get a victory here but we'll okay see. so right. since mikey won the last time who you get to choose who starts uh for the first round um luca can start okay right. luca since you're so confident i'm giving you a name that might build your confidence a little bit it's it's quite easy so we'll see how you do <laughs> mikey is plugging his ears right now <laughs> digambe mutambo mikey I wish everyone could see the stress on their faces when they first <laughs> their sweat beating down his forehead right now. The combo, <laughs> no. The combo matumbo. You gotta give that to me. The winner there is Luca. I think he might have pronounced it with the correct African accent. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get off these NBA players. The, the I want correct, some NHL players. The correct pronunciation is the Kembe matumbo. Let's fucking go. All right. Gave you an easy one, so we're going to go a little bit harder on the second one. Well, nothing, Luca. Mikey's just worried right now. So to stay relevant, we're going to a football player that's currently in the playoffs playing for the Baltimore Ravens as a defensive end. Oh, Can I him. go first? Oh, you went first last start. <laughs> fuck, I don't know. Y- Yannick Nakangi. Nikon- <laughs> <laughs> Judging by that laughter, I don't think he got it. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to be the second he said Ravens player. I'm like, oh, I know who it is. I have no clue how to pronounce <laughs> his name. I told you before, eh? <laughs> Yannick Nagua. <laughs> Do you have to beat that out? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm going to say the correct pronunciation. I'm going to let Peo decide. The correct pronunciation is Yannick Njokwe. What? How is there a J? <laughs> yeah, like, None of them were close. <laughs> I think cancer. Wait, wait. Can you just describe? Maybe I fucking slept in language power class. But how does an NG pronounce a J? How do you guys know that? I think I'm gonna give that one to Mikey. I don't Let's know. go. Yeah. So it's one one here. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna mix in an easy one again. I know this one, but I second <laughs> guessing myself here. Marquise Valdez Scatling. He's gonna know it. Marquise Valdez Scanley. Oh. They're both right. Yes, <laughs> but like it might come down to the. Just the give it to me. The next think, one. I think like, Mikey was closer yeah, altogether. Yeah. So I'm gonna give that one to Mikey. That's right. Fuck off. <laughs> Let's go. I had to go first too. I nail this one. It's over. Pretty popular football player. Kyle Huschek. 
<laughs> he says it with confidence too. I, I think he got this one. Isn't he a fullback? Yeah, 49ers. Kyle Juszczyk. I'm giving that, yeah, I'm giving that to Luca based off of the first letter. It's Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, Let's go. 2-2. Two, two. Fuck, I thought I'd nail that one. <laughs> Come back. Yeah, you said it with so so much confidence. Juszczyk. Juszczyk, I said it. Juszczyk. Juszczyk. Same shit. All right. Shout out Ross Moyer on this one. Packer player. Robert Tanyan. Oh, shit. I don't know this one. <laughs> you didn't plug his ears. Neither you did you on your it's, last it's time. It's optional. Robert Tonya. All right. That one's on Luca. Luca wins the Let's round. Let's go. Week. The correct pronunciation is Robert Tanyan. Eat it, shitbird. <laughs> I think I should have won Kyle Hughes' check. You said that was said you, and he yeah, said but like you. He he, there's no way he would have got that if you didn't hear me say it. Yeah, well, the rule of the game is we alternate, so everyone's got an advantage at one point. I win, so. you lose. Suck on Luca that. in the series is up two to one. Thank you, God. Victory! All right, it's a special week this week. If you're listening, it's probably because you saw our giveaway post, so we're hiding this somewhere in the episode, so congrats, you found it. We're going to do a jersey giveaway. We're giving away any NBA jersey of your choice, provided that we can find it. So how you enter the contest is very simple. You get one ballot if you follow us and per number of friend that you tag in the post. So if you tag three friends, you get three ballots. If you tag five friends, you get five ballots. And then you get a bonus two ballots if you download the episode and then share you listening to the episode in your Instagram story with us tagged. So repeat, one ballot for every follow and then tagging of a friend, and then a bonus two ballots if you download the episode and then share it in your Instagram story. The NHL season's about to start, and I guess the first game start tomorrow, am I right? Yep. Uh, So here at the bench, we decided to predict our division winners. And then our Stanley Cup champion predictions. Uh, let's start off with the North Division. What's uh, we start off with Mikey here? Let's see what uh, he decided to pick. Um, I'm gonna shock a little bit of every. I'll shock everyone. I'm gonna go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, wow! <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I think they did. I think they did everything this year in the off season that they needed to. Uh, they checked off all my boxes. I think this team takes the next step. Um, and I don't see anyone really posing a threat to them come playoff time. Um, I'm on the Leafs. I agree with you, Mikey. Uh, I have here that the Leafs had major hype surrounding them for the last two seasons, and it's their time. So I'm going with the Leafs. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Leafs as well. Um, although I can see a team like maybe Calgary giving them a run for their money. Um, I can see them two being the final two standing in the North, but. Uh, ultimately, um, I think Toronto finally puts it all together. Um, not saying they might go any further than that, but I'd have them as coming on top of the North Division. Yeah, unfortunately, it's unanimous. But similar to Matt, I actually had maybe the Oilers as that team that could do it. But I think Toronto comes out on top. All right, switching divisions to the East. Uh, what does everyone have here? I'll go first. Uh, shout out to Mike Pale. I'm going to go with the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, I think they had a uh, right... Um, move with signing in Chara. They have a star goalie, and um, with their high-powered offense with Ovechkin, I think they're going to pull off that that tough division. Um, 
it's probably no surprise that I'm going to go with the Penguins. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, like when looking at the teams like Washington, they're going to have essentially almost a rookie goalie. So he's kind of untested. He's a star, baby. Um, with Pittsburgh's team, I think they, if we look at the lines going from one to four, they have a little bit of everything on each line. Um, starting with their actually their second line, like Jason Zucker, a full year of him in the system, a training camp with him under his belt. It seems like he has a lot more confidence. I can see him putting the puck in the net on pace for what would have been a 30-goal season. Um, their third line has some role players, defensive, and some scoring touch on it. Um, with the new addition of Jankowski with Jared McCann on the wing. I expect Jared McCann to have a big bounce back. Their defense has been the strongest it's been in recent years. Um, John Marino, he's going to be taking that next step fresh off a new contract, um, and that shores up the the second pairing. Um, and Tristan Jari, the training camp he's been having, he gave up his first goal in four scrimmages uh, the other day. The guy is has been lights out in training camp, and I expect that to roll into the season. Um, that's my reasoning for the Penguins. Uh, this is a tough division for me, but if you want to give you know Washington shit for a rookie goalie, and I think Pittsburgh's in the same sort of situation Tristan with Jari. Jari was an All Star J- last year. Yeah, and he did it for half a year last year. That's not a uh, he's not he's unproven. Same as uh, Washington's goalie. I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not high on Pittsburgh for that reason. I think this division. I think I could see there's there's four or five teams that easily could come out of this out of the east uh but i'm gonna go with philadelphia i think they're i think connor hart's to get take them over the edge this year i'm with luca i'm going the caps nice um obviously they lost last year in the first round to to the islanders but had a really strong regular season um and then added some key pieces on defense and schultz and, and chara um but as you guys have already mentioned for me it's all riding on on the goalie samsonov and whether or not he can have a good first showing in net um, but I'm, I'm going to bet that he will and that the Caps are going to win. All right, so that wraps up the East Division. How about the uh, Central Division? What do you guys have? Um, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The defending champs are going to roll in this weaker division. I think it's a weaker division. Um, even the loss with Kucherov for the year due to injury, this is one of the deepest teams in the NHL. Uh, they, have that, they have that playmaker ability, sturdy defense, and one of the top goalies. So... Um, my lock is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I also went Tampa, uh, mostly for your last point there, Luca. I think they're going to ride off the back of their their goaltending, which will help them make the playoff push and win that division. Yeah, I don't really see any team that can in this division anyway that can overcome Tampa Bay. Um, I know Dallas is in there, but I can see them taking a step back. But other than that, I don't love any other team. The Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Tampa Bay. I know it's hard to make points against Tampa Bay, um, but I'm going to go Carolina. Um, I think they have a lot of right pieces. I think they play the right way. I like their coach and Rob Brittimore. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is their goaltending with, with Mrazic and Rymer, Rymer, um, Reimer. Uh, I think that tandem <laughs> might, might not be enough to beat a team like Tampa come playoff time. Uh, but they're a good young team. I think they play the right way. And if anyone can do it, I think it is Carolina. Okay. Uh, going to the West Division is our last division. Um, what do you guys think? I'm shocked if anyone doesn't pick Avalanche. Does everyone have Avalanche? I had, had the Avalanche winning in the regular season, um, mm-hmm. but then Vegas beating them in the playoffs. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I have too as well. Really? Um, 
the Avs need to me they want to come make some real noise in the playoffs they have to fix their goaltending yeah. um, I think if they have a a good starter last year they might win the cup they definitely beat dallas um but that that's a glaring hole for me and i'm surprised they haven't done anything yet because they have like the mckinnon on the team friendly deal uh they made some other acquisitions they have ranted ranton and they just signed uh they have their defense Taves is pretty good too though, yeah though. they have all the other pieces and it's just like they're they have an unproven goalie and it after how last year ended i'm surprised they didn't address in the off season can you win with an unproven goalie? Yeah, yeah. I think you can, but I just yeah. I t- I've I don't I don't know if Philip Grubauer can get can win a cup. Yeah, Grubauer's been injured as well too. Yeah, it's not like he's a bad goalie. Um, he's been around for a while. Um, I was kind of struggling with this one too. Like I was originally thinking like just because of the points you guys made Vegas, but I think Colorado has all the boxes check like i don't see any team competing with them offensively right. defensively as well they're they're probably in the top five in the league i guess in their defensive crop so um i, I still think they get it done with grubauer and Ned, and I, I have colorado winning that division shout out dan roberto and matt sarek so we have i'm going avalanche Peo's going avalanche what are you guys going again just to wrap up vegas vegas, vegas. I, I hope i'm wrong though i like colorado Okay, so we just picked our uh, division winners. How about the Stanley Cup? Who's going to hoist the uh, Stanley Cup this year? With the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Canadians. <laughs> um, uh, I think once they get over that hurdle of winning a couple playoff rounds, the confidence just explodes from that team. Um, they have all the young pieces like down the middle, uh, which come playoff time is always a huge area of concern. They're, they're stacked. Um, if their D pans out like they should, uh, they're ready to roll in that. I think once they, I think the big thing is winning the first couple rounds and coming out of that division, and all all the critics go away and go go hide for a little bit. And I think that's enough to push them over the edge. I actually went Vegas, and the sole reason is I'm trying to convince one of you guys to do your bachelor party there, and then hopefully <laughs> we can plan the trip at the same time and and be there to celebrate that with them. So I'm going Vegas. That'd be a fun time. I do want to say the Leafs, but um, I don't have confidence in them yet to take it to that next level sorry mikey mikey's about to kick me out of his uh basement here um but i'm gonna go with the avalanche just like all the points that peo said they have one of the deepest and most dangerous rosters in hockey they got mckinnon's best player in the nhl one of the best players in the nhl um and i think it's their time to shine and i think they're gonna win the uh, stanley cup i mean if i'm going with my heart i'm gonna say pittsburgh but i I think to win the cup and because they're going to be going through that division, that that's going to take a toll on them. Like that might wear them down and if injuries start to happen. Um, so I think in terms of, I guess the, the easier <laughs> path, I'll, I'll go with Colorado just because I think they're the more complete team. Um, yeah, I'll go with Colorado there. I can't make too much more of a case than that, but Colorado for me. All right, and in lighter news in the NHL, uh, Maple Leafs are holding tryouts for dressing room DJ. Uh, according to Riley, Mitch Marner is in danger of losing his ox. At f- first, why the hell is Mitch Marner on the DJ ox? I just think he doesn't need that. He wouldn't have been my pick. No. I just feel like he like listens to James Blunt and like <laughs> soft songs. Um, anyways... We're going to flip it to the bench. Who do you guys think has the best be- beats on the Leafs? I'm going to refer to Mikey to start. Um, my pick was Morgan Riley. He's the longest-serving Leaf. Um, I think he's the perfect age of old and new school. 
he's sort of in between right now. Um, I think he I think he knows his way around the room, and he's highly respected by all his teammates. Um, so some of his choices, even if they're not loved by everyone, they're going to be respected, and no one's going <laughs> to complain. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with Morgan Riley. But that doesn't mean I, I gotta disagree with you there, Mikey. I think Morgan Riley's just like a country music kind of guy, and that, like you, that doesn't really care about the room and just play. I feel like he could be playlist. influenced by Tessa Virtue's song choices recently, <laughs> where he's starting to sing like Ariana Grande. And stuff. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with a, a dark horse here. I'm gonna go with Jumbo Joe. As you see the pictures of him hanging out with the young kids, um, but everyone loves those classics, and I feel like Jumbo Joe has those classics. And he'll rub off against with the young kids. He'll know like the Corvettes, right? The the new bangers. But then you'll have the classics where everyone loves. So I'm gonna go with Jumbo Joe. He'll probably have the best uh, playlist to become a DJ. I don't really have a reasoning for it. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Like I just get that vibe from him. But I'm going Wayne Simmons. Mm. I feel like he's <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he's pretty he's versed in uh, pop culture and like what's hot in terms of the charts. So I'm going with Simmer. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. What is the one country that's notorious for its bangers? Russia. No, I'm kidding. Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Nylander because I think he plays some Swedish. Oh, that's a good pick. Swedish house beats that just get the boys going. So I think Swedish Willie takes mafia. it from me. Yeah. All right, guys. The most important question everyone is probably thinking about right now is what can possibly be pissing off Mikey this week? This week, it's fourth in shorts and two mics that have no fucking balls. Um, and no, one of them is not me. I'm only engaged, so I'm still good for now. <laughs> but to start my Sunday, we had the best running back in football on the sidelines while his team was losing 17-13 to 13 with 10 minutes left, and Mike Vrabel decided to punt. The surrender index had a, at 138.87, and so that punt ranks in the 100th percentile of cowardly punts in the 2020 season. Translation is, you're a pussy. The second Mike is Mike overrated Tomlin, punting on fourth and one down 12 points to start the fourth quarter. A little timbit for you, Mike. The fourth quarter is the last quarter of the football game and you're down over two scores. Your offense was clicking at that point. They had uh, touchdowns on three out of their last four possessions and the other one was a field goal. I think the bottom line is in the playoffs, you need to execute in critical situations and both coaches failed to take the opportunity to do that. And that's what's pissing me off this week. Oh, you guys! Now that Pascal's playing well, you guys don't want to talk about the Raptors. No, I don't. I, two and eight. Yeah, I think the Raptors. Like, yeah, but, but Pascal's been playing shot two games in a row. Pascal's been playing good, and they're still losing. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm even more concerned than I was last yeah. week. Like, yeah. what do they have to do to win? They're getting. They're, I, I, they're just last night's game, I thought that we had it in the bag. I, I yeah, like Siakam's playing up to his potential, and they're still losing. Tri- first triple double. Yeah, they, got last they're, week. they're not. They have a better plus minus than the Spurs that are five and five. I heard. I heard Nick Nurse the other day, and he said something about it's going to take about fifteen games to get this kind of uh, show on the road here with the roster. Isn't that too late? Like fifteen no. games isn't too late. But still, like I, I would just think you kind of would need to get something going earlier than fifteen to twenty games. But I think they have gotten something going. I think they've lost a couple of games where they go through a small drought of not shooting. They lose by one one point the last two games. They completely shut down Steph Curry. Other teams are going to be looking at that game. They should have won last night. They should have won last night, and they should have won against. Gold. You could say they should have won all but one of their games. That. 
But yeah. they didn't at the yeah. end of the day. They There's, didn't at the end of the day, but I think they're starting to turn a corner is where, what I'm getting at. I don't at. know. This team just is like, to me, is a 500 team. I Isn't a 500 team? No, they're a 500 team. I don't I don't see them. I will. I, I want to make I, will, I would be willing to bet you guys that. That they're what? That they're above 500. I think they finished. Small. You guys they're seem pretty so confident small. that they're a 500 team. I think they're a couple games over yeah. 500. If you give me four plus, then I'll take it. Four, I'd, I would do four games above 500. I'll shake your hand. What's the right bet? Now. Is it money or is <laughs> it a uh, hundred bucks? Is it ju- oh, fuck. Oh, you want to go straight to cash? I would go a hundred bucks right now and All shake right. your hand. Four games above 500. I'd do, it, I'd do it twice. Five. No, you said four. <laughs> You're the one that put the number out. Ooh, I'm just trying to think like 70, like what win total that they have to get to get their 72 game season, right? Mm-hmm. All they have to win is 38 games. 38 games, yeah. I think they're right around that number. Take them winning 39 games or above. You have anything below 39. All right. We have a deal. 100 bucks? Yep. You heard it here first on the Center Bench Podcast. We have a deal. <laughs> I don't even know if this is going to be on. Fucking hate the Raptors. Let's go. <laughs> you want to you bet it too? I'll go, th- I'll go 300 on the table. No, no. I, I like the Raptors, but I just... What I see is I'm not impressed. I'm not going to say much more because I don't want to give it to you guys. Not ca- like, I, I don't know. I had them at 500. Going back from last season, too. It's like the playoff <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the the last four games, they're playing really good basketball. I know I know you guys, the result, whatever, but it's a long season for a reason. Yeah. Okay. I think they're around 500, and I'm yeah confident they'll be under it, four, four. Yeah. I have a cushion. I have like so a less, game less than 39 games. Yeah, less than 39 games. All right, and that wraps up episode six. Thanks to everyone who's been listening, and a special shout out to those who have been with us along the way. So, shout out Daniel Booz Payanessa, Matt Sarek, Eric Percy, and Sarah Nasso from the Do You Know What I Mean podcast. We'll be back next week for episode seven. What I want.